Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Alex Jefferson, Joey Nagel, and filling in for Garrett today is Will McNamara. How are we doing, everyone? Hanging in there, not bad. Good. Love the energy to start out this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Red Sox are currently playing right now. They're tied one to one with the Blue Jays uh, in Game One, but they just wrapped up a series with the Minnesota Twins which they split, winning two out of the four games. They looked very uh, different in each game. It was a very inconsistent team in that series, which is kind of how their whole season's been. I mean, they're sitting at 500 right now, 10 games into the season. I think inconsistency is a great word for how they've played so far. Um, Let's dive into that Minnesota series. First of all, the yellow jerseys are just unstoppable. The two games that they won... In that series with the two games, they wore the yellow jerseys. And then last season, they just went on that tear with those jerseys. Never stop wearing them. We are the yellow socks now. Absolutely. I think they're 8-2 and two when they wear those jerseys. So Yeah, yeah they actually can't be stopped. They outscored the Twins 12-1 to one when they were wearing the yellow jerseys. So that should tell you something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the key right there. And not only did they outscore the Twins <clears throat> by that margin, they shut them out in the first game they wore the jerseys. And, and they should have shut them out in the second game. Exactly. They should have shut them out if it wasn't for... What happened? <laughs> Ryan Brazier came in? No. I Oh, yeah, but it was charged to Strom. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That, yep, that's what happened. All right. Um, <clears throat> game one in this series, uh, that was, oh, the game that Pavetta pitched where he only went two innings. Yeah. He's been solid this year. He's, he's been, he's out there. <laughs> he, he plays he baseball. Things. He definitely plays baseball. Yeah. That was not a good game, but we matched the twins with hits. We both had eight hits. Uh, they just happened to make it eight runs and we made it four. Um, but yeah, and then we wore the yellow jerseys. We shut out the twins in game two. Um, that was a very good game. Uh, Verdugo hey. home in that game. Verdugo's been on fire. Game can we, can three. We go back to game one really quick. Yeah, I'm just flying through these. Sorry, go back. Yeah. Oh, game one should have been closer, but um, it was it was six four going into the ninth, and then they just um, Cora decided that he wanted after you know getting lucky with Brazier and Davis not allowing a run that he really needed Matt Barnes to pitch the last inning, and he gave up two more, and it kind of makes the game look less close than it was. You got to get him out there. You got to get Matty Barnes out there. We get had the moment heading into the ninth. That was right after the Devers home run. I think it could have yeah, been a different that's what outcome. I'm saying. It's like very much so, but yeah, when I was watching the game with my dad, I was like, his- the exact the only thing what you need in the ninth inning is a one two three inning and get your offense back out on the field. Red Sox could have swept this series in a perfect uh, world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Rich Hill is pretty if- bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, Slow I, down there. Rich Hill wasn't that bad. He he had two bad pitches. He gave up two two-run homers, and that well, was it. Other than that, he was fine. Yeah. I, Jason, I don't think his stuff looked bad. In the text message sent to our group chat, you said, Rich Hill, not good. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got me there. Um, I mean, not good, but not bad. That's kind of how I would describe him. Uh, it's not like Rich Hill's out there, and I'm like, "Whoa, Rich Hill's on the mound today! Let's go!" It's more like Dick Mountain. Rich, Rich Hill's out there. Any pitched or something? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, seems pretty, seems pretty bad. So I think his stuff is it, it's the Rich Hill stuff. You get that that crazy curve and slurve and slider type stuff. Um, and then every once in a while, hitters just kind of time it up and, and launch it. That's what happened with those two homers. But when they are swinging and missing, that's when Rich Hill is good. I mean, he's not going to go out there and be your ace. He's a back-of-the-rotation guy. I don't think his start against the Twins on Marathon Monday was what you want from him, but it's not horrible. Like, it's not deserving of the booze he was getting. Four and two-thirds, four earned runs isn't terrible, especially when those earned runs were just on two two-run homers. I mean, I don't think that start is really like that. I don't think that shows what Rich Hill is. I think his stuff was just as good in that game as it was in Detroit. He just got kind of unlucky and, and threw two bad homer balls. How could they boo that man? That's that's what that's what upset me. Yeah, that's rough. You can't there's do that. So to many the reasons. Boston there's so many natives. reasons. There's there's a long list of reasons. His dad died that Friday, too. And he was yeah, and his dad was a marathon. His dad, his dad ran also marathon, ran the Boston yeah. thirty-seven times. Yeah, yeah. So everyone now he's him, now he's on the bereavement list. Feel right? really bad about yourself. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Not to take away from that, but can we talk about the marathon real quick? Um, sure. Yeah. The the yeah. concept of a marathon's wild to me. Like I get winded like walking to my car in the parking lot. I don't understand how they run for like hours on end. Just hours. Running. Just booking it. What'd you do today? I don't get it. Run all day. I I run. I run and more run. Yeah, whole day. Not fun. I think <laughs> I, I when I was growing up, I would always run like a three k on the Fourth of July, and that would have me winded. I can't imagine doing that like ten times in a row. That yeah, what's horrible? What's the comparison there? How long is the Boston Marathon? Twenty six. A lot longer than that. Twenty six miles. Yes. That's what a marathon yeah. is. That's, That's what a marathon, marathon is, Jason. Wow. That's that's I didn't even know it was that long. That's insane. Wow. Now I'm even more impressed. Um back to baseball. Uh <laughs> yeah, so that, that marathon Monday game that Rich Hill pitched, again, was a pretty winnable game, I think. We gave up that those four runs in the eighth inning. So the score is a little deceiving. Like it really could have been four to three. It could have been closer if it wasn't for um, Cutter Crawford. Uh, real quick, I take back everything good I said about him in the last episode. I don't think he has potential. I don't think he's good. And then I don't like him anymore. I, I looked into horrible. a couple stats on him. Um, Let's do it. He's, he's thrown four innings this year. Mm-hmm. He has a whopping seven earned runs. Mm-hmm. His whip is an even 4.0, and his batting average against is 455. Now, Will, as a, as a former pitcher in the high school well level, as a former pitcher <laughs> at the high school level, do you what are your take on that? Like, is that good? Is that bad? Um, I'd say that's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly what we want to see out of mm-hmm. our out of our relievers. Definitely mm-hmm. could be better. Maybe throw an inning without giving up a run. That'd be cool. Just, <clears throat> yeah, just good suggestion. Start, I'd guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, or we can just I will you know, say, send them to Worcester. That'd, that'd be all right, too. Well, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys have been like keeping up with stats on Twitter, but he's been posting about all these crazy pitching performances coming out of guys from Worcester that could just like easily replace every single person. That's no, I, I honestly think the Woo Sox is better than the Red Sox. They're insane at baseball. There's a chance. 
They're gross. Well, like the only um, the only relievers that I trust coming into a game. We did the whole trust tier list last yeah. week, but like <clears throat> now Cutter Crawford has moved farther down. It's like I trust like Strom, Robles, and Deekman, and that's like it. Uh, Whitlock. And Whitlock. Oh well, yeah. I that was a given. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I just feel like there's a like you hit a cliff in the bullpen. Like you have guys like you just mentioned, those guys who are really trustworthy. There's like no one in between after no. them. You just fall off a cliff and then you got the Brazier, the Davis, the Crawford, and you're like, why did I just jump two levels lower in competitive baseball leagues? Like, what is this? Why am why am I watching the Sea Dogs pitch all of a sudden? Uh it's rough. And that is kind of I think contributing to the Red Sox slow start is the there's guys just dragging them down. I think there's people on the offense who are similar in terms of that hitting a cliff type thing. Travis Shaw. I mean, we talked about these guys before. Travis Shaw in that Marathon Monday game was 0 for 4, 3 strikeouts. I don't know if he made contact. He doesn't have a hit this season. I know that. <laughs> no, no. Like, I don't... I, I, he, I remember that he... Vi- I remember this vividly from yesterday's game. I was, he came up to the plate. I was like, oh my God, he's going to strike out on three pitches. He struck out on four, but he foul tipped one. So that's progress. Contact. Um, Contact's good. I mean, yep, that's, need it. definitely need <laughs> it. That's key. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think Jonathan Aruz is the same way. I don't think he has hit this season either. Not really what you're looking for from a hitter. Um, you'd prefer some hits there. And I mean, the that's strikeouts a bold aren't great. <laughs> Yeah, he's more of bold. he's like when you have like those guys stand in when a pitcher's rehabbing, like and first starts throwing the guys who just stand there like without a bat. Yeah, that's kind of what he is. Both of them, both of them, really. Um, Honestly, we could just replace them with cardboard cutouts. Oh, for the sure. same thing. They might take a walk every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's a chance, actually. Maybe get drilled. I, wear one. <laughs> I will say, when I watched the Twin series, I was impressed by the top of the order's patience at the plate. Like guys like JD and Bogarts, um, you know, they're they've been drawing a lot of walks. And even Jackie Bradley Jr. Who would have thought that he's been getting on base? Diego's walking two times for every strike. Majority of the team. So love to see it. If only the rest of our lineup could follow. Like the same. Oh, Vlad Jr. just failed to pick a ball. I feel like what you were just saying there, Alex, had takeaway energy. So let's get into our key takeaways from this series. Um, Alex? I forgot we're doing this now. Yeah, we are doing this now. Yeah, I mean, I just, I liked the plate. I liked the plate, just the plate discipline from the top of the lineup. I did not like the plate discipline from the bottom of the lineup, especially, you know, Sean or Ruse and all those guys. I've also been noticing that Cora has been like really mixing up the lineup. Like I, and I appreciate that, you know, he's trying to figure out what's going to work for this team. Like today he has story two, endeavors three, you know, he's been messing around with where he's been putting Verdugo. Um, I also think that Bogarts had a really strong rebound series after, you know, kind of struggling to open the year. He was getting on base a lot. I mean, he went three for five yesterday. So that's very encouraging to see, especially when he's one of your best players. Um, real quick, not to just trash on everything you just said, Alex. Um, but the the I found some stats earlier today on Twitter that were talking about how bad the Red Sox have been chasing pitches. 
Um, I mean, this could be carried by guys like Shaw really? and people lower in the order, but they have the highest chase well, percentage I mean, in the MLB at 32.5%. Okay. They have the highest swing percentage well, at 51% and the sixth lowest on-base percentage. Okay, but I would also, I would say at an individual level, like Kike, Dahlback. And he's frozen. Yeah. That's tough. You lost him. Usually, usually that happens once per episode. Um, it happened early today. Um, oh, you're back. There he, back. there he is. <laughs> okay, as I was saying, I think the the <laughs> whole like chase thing is really driven. Am I am I gone again? No, you were like you started to freeze. Wow, your wi your Wi Fi over there is like the Red Sox right now. Very inconsistent. Yeah, um, clean it up. I was saying like the chase rate, the high chase rate in my eyes is driven by like Dahlback, Kike, um, Shaw, Aruz, Vasquez. Like there are just a We've lot of guys that are swinging and missing. Yeah, yeah. We've been taking and, like, a that's lot of swings. What, yeah, and but like I mean, JD Bogarts, Verdugo, like the guy, like Story. Those guys haven't been taking nearly as many swings as the guys at the bottom of the order. That was my takeaway. That's fair. Um, I think the the swing and miss thing, taking a lot of swings, um, as Tyler Milkinen or whatever his name is said on Twitter, it explains a lot of the inconsistencies with the offense. I think it makes sense. I know when I play MLB The Show, I just kind of swing at everything, and sometimes I'll strike out 20 times, and sometimes I'll score 10 runs. That's what happens when you swing at every pitch. It also explains all the guys that are being left on base. I mean, we've been leaving a ton of guys yes, on base. Yes, a lot of guys um, on base. Because it's, 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 it's a free out. Like, it's not, you know. It's the lack of situational hitting. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, may I add, right now, uh, as, as we are watching this game, there's a runner on third with one out in a tie game. And Connor Wong is at the plate. He has two strikes on him. So, let's see if he can put this one in play. And there's and no chance this run scores. No, he is absolutely going to strike out. Yeah, he's going to K right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I love the faith, guys. Well, I that, mean, it's, it's just the what story we've been of the so far. Yeah, it's just what it is. Um, I wonder Earth. if part of the reason why they're swinging so much is they know that their pitching is oh. not good, and so they're just trying to like oh. make up for it. Nice sack fly. Sack fly. Love to see it. That's a Go. great to see start. That. Let's My go. dad just texted See? me. Nice job by Wong. That's a Wu Sox player. That's a Wu Sox player right there. Proving my point that the Wu Sox are Mr. better than Nagel. us. Yeah, he's getting his first major league swings of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Of the season. Well, yeah. Not career, but of the season. Yes. He's bringing the Wu Sox to the Red Sox right well, now and teaching them a lesson. He's he's bringing the Wu to the Sox. Yeah, he is. If, if it was like not 45 in Boston right now, that could have been a home run because it was right near the pesky pole. Did I really freeze again? No. Why are you laughing just, at me? Just <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That's a home run in the summer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it is yep. cold out. I was just outside. I can confirm that it is a little chilly out there. I Arroyo would have hit a grand slam. Brisk. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Arroyo's fly out to the warning track would have been a grand slam in the summer. That would have been cool. Yeah, so this kind of feeds into two of my opinions that go together about why I think the Red Sox aren't great right now. One, we've been playing nothing but day games. Red Sox can't play day games. It's not going to happen. They're tired. They're sleepy. 11 a.m. game, like, come on, what are we doing with that? I mean, I know it's the Marathon Monday That's thing, marathon but you're not, not going to do well in that game. 
um, with this team. I mean, you if look at the stats. They are super bad in the first few innings of all these games. Their offense kind of starts to wake up towards the latter half of the game. That just proves my point that they're sleepy out there. And that's what happens when you have day games. And that's what happens when it's cold out. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to make it to the park. You're a little sluggish. And I think that's why they're bad right now. The one day game that we played before tonight, we won um, against the Yankees. That's literally been the only night game that we've played. I've missed a day game. But no, night we game? played two. What was we the other played one? two night games. Um, I, am I making stuff up? Against the Yankees. Sunday night baseball against the Yankees and one against the Twins. There was like a five o'clock game against the Tigers. Oh, that's right. I don't think that counts though. I I wouldn't necessarily. I think that's day still. Yeah, I'm talking seven p.m. Sun's going down. I don't think they really need these night games. Well, they played. I need these night night against the Yankees, and then the other one was was against the Tigers. There was that five p.m. one. I think there. It went five one one. Wait for the Tiger two, series. I think one oh five. Guys, I'm looking at our schedule. Seven oh eight. The Red Sox don't have a day off until yeah, they May have seventeen. 2nd. They're on the fifth day of seventeen straight days of games. That's where you find your routine right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, back to what we were like doing here. Uh. Key takeaways from the Twin series, Joey. Um, my key takeaway from the twin series, I would have to say that, um, I would have to say Michael Waka looks really good. Oh and my God. I was absolutely so unequivocally 100% correct about him. Um, but other than that, <laughs> Matt Strom, didn't you say really he was the too. worst? Didn't you give him the Pablo Sandoval award? Joey covered both bases. Yeah, I said Waka could be really bad, but he could also be really good. And so far, he's really good. Yeah, um, Joey like picked him to be like the best guy and the worst guy. So you, I mean, I, you're gonna be 100 percent right either way. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So Waka impressed me, but I think the one who impressed me the most was definitely Matt Strom. Um, I wasn't as confident as Jason was when we first signed him. I definitely thought Deakman was the better of the signings, uh, just because Strom was a bit of a question mark, but. So far, he's really saved this bullpen. I don't know where we'd be without him, really. Um, he just pitched tonight in an inning in a third. He doesn't really get himself into trouble. The one run he gave up was because Ryan Brazier allowed everyone else to get hits. Um, that would be my key takeaway, though. I trust Matt Strom. Matt Strom really just, like, he's been put in a lot of high-leverage situations, too. Like, that's what I- I've noticed yep. at least like Cork puts him in when there's like two outs and there are runners on and he just like has been from the get go. So that's encouraging. Yeah. I think it's just, that speaks to the mentality of some of our new pitchers out there. Like how Jake Diekman doesn't care about being the closer. It means nothing to him. Um, Matt Strom, I feel like he's like that. He's just like, yeah, you want me to come in the game? I'll come in the game. I'll throw some, throw some baseballs. It's cool. And it, it just works. Unlike Matt Barnes, who you tell him that he's coming in the game, he's like, oh, my God, I'm going, I'm going in the baseball game. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he craps himself out there. <laughs> Will, key takeaways from Twin Series? <laughs> uh, I think my major key takeaway would be emphasis on consistency. Mm. I mean, their hitting is just completely inconsistent. Their two through five is solid. Six can get a few hits, but I looked at the splits today. And the seven, eight, nine of our lineup is 
batting on average 149. Ooh. Yeah. Not going to win. Bottom many of the games lineup like needs to start it's a black baseball hole. better and they need to get more consistent or we're not just, we're just not going to win baseball games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about this Red Sox lineup potentially being one of the best in the majors, and I think the first like six guys definitely are kind of like that. But then you just hit again that cliff at the bottom of the order where it's just they're not putting up competitive at bats most of the time, and that is gonna lose you ball games. That is gonna hurt you because again, that's that could contribute to why we're leaving so many guys on base. Is you get guys in the top of the order on base that Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, then you go down the bottom of the order and. Travis Shaw's swinging and missing at fastballs right down the middle, and it's just not you're just not gonna have anything happen from that. What was that stat that I think it's different now because he hit a homer? But Alex, you sent to the group chat that Christian I, Vasquez yeah, had a it. negative nerd stat. I don't know what that nerd stat was though. Yeah, so WRC plus is like a hundred is league average. It's kind of like um, you know, it's kind of like WAR in terms of like you know if you're if you're at like a hundred, you're doing you're like a replacement level player. Um, and it's based off of like fielding, like field adjusted hitting, like where you, how you'd be hitting across all ballparks and stuff like that. And Christian Vasquez had a like negative 20 something and the league average is like a hundred. I, yeah. I didn't even know it was possible to go negative until I saw that. <laughs> stat. And I was completely blown away. Yeah. And I'm scared to like, look at, I don't think Travis Shaw even has a, um, a WRC plus because I don't think he's like put the ball in the field. It's like a it's like an infinite ERA. That's what yeah. Travis Shaw is. Negative yeah, infinity. Or is that's just LOL on the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> also, Vladdy oh just got pitched that he just got absolutely smoked by Hansel Lo- Hansel Robles. Speaking of bullpen so versatility, Hansel Robles going out for a second inning. Yeah, I don't know about so. that, but I mean he's good, so I'll take it. But we he love Vladdy out, so. That was paint. He did paint that. Uh, my main takeaway from this twin series is just kind of the Red Sox have been unlucky. Like, I don't think it's they've been playing all that bad. I mean, again, Rich Hill gave up two homers, and that was the only runs he gave up. Uh, Nick Pavetta had a similar kind of, Nick Pavetta was worse, but his was also he got bit by homers. And, I mean, like I kind of mentioned before, we out-hit the Twins on Monday when we lost. We had 11 hits. They had nine. We matched them in hits in the other game that we lost. So the hits are there. We're just missing some opportunities, getting unlucky in some opportunities. Pitchers are getting unlucky too. And we're just getting bit again by the the kind of um, the players that are weighing us down, like the back part of the lineup and the garbage guys in the bullpen. That's a graphic. I'm making that. Garbage guys. Wow. I'm writing that down. At Hold least. On. At least Cora recognizes who those happen. garbage men are. Like, does he though? He kind of keeps putting Ryan Brazier in big spots though. Yeah, he keeps I'm out not there. loving okay. that. And Cutter Crawford. He recognizes that Austin Davis is bad. Good. Yeah, but he's like, oh, tie game, game on the line. Give me Brazier. This Brazier. is 2018, right? <laughs> I will I say know. though, Whitlock has been insane. Lethal. Oh, Robles. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? That was not a strike, but okay. That was absolutely not a strike, but I will take it. And, then, and it looks like okay, we, Jake Diekman coming in comes... for a four-out save. Oh, boy. Ooh. 
Buckle up. I will say Connor Wong's framing tonight has impressed me. I don't know if you guys care about that. I like that, him defensively. He's a fantastic I like him. catcher. He's a good defensive yes. catcher. I mean, shout out that Mookie trade that we definitely won. I mean, look at Verdugo going off. We got Connor Wong up here framing big league pitches. And what's Mookie doing out there in L.A.? What's he doing? Nothing. That's not, the he's, answer. He's not even the best. He's not even the top five players on his team. No, he probably isn't, honest. <laughs> Garbage. Yet the MLB still puts him on like Trash. their their poll of like who will be um, the MLB. MVP in the National League. Yeah, they just use the same guys. Uh, I mean, MLB <laughs> media, I just ignore most of it. Yep. <coughs> Speaking of, our weekly MLB Power Rankings update. Oh, yes. Um, Brought yep. to you by... By... Joey. Joey. Uh, Joey. <laughs> jo- me. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yep. One one second. I Good update. Didn't, I did not have them We're, in front of me. We felt like 13, I think. I Again, I ignore these. They're stupid. 12. They're always stupid. The Yankees are probably two. The Yankees are at six. They just yeah. dropped a series to the Orioles. Yeah. To hey, the Orioles. Hey, hey. The Orioles. Also something that we definitely could have capitalized on by winning another game against Minnesota. Nah. The Orioles won the division in 2014. So, you know. Yeah, I like, mean, like, that's eight years they, ago. They, had, they had Cal Ripken Jr. on their team. Like, you got to take him seriously. Yeah. Come on now. Cal Ripken has a baseball league named after him. Like, they're legit. That's mm-hmm. a legit that's a team, point. you know? That's a good mm-hmm. point. Um, what was hilarious so, to me was Chapman using the pitch com. Did you guys watch that when he was and he had, like, trying to throw the three because two? he couldn't hear? He couldn't yeah. hear it. Seems yeah. problematic. Want to play a game? Yes. Let's play the game of how bad was Garrett? He pitched today. Guess how bad is he the was. The answer bad. The answer is in fact bad. Stinky. Against the Detroit Tigers, he threw a oh one hitter. A one hitter against the Detroit Tigers today. Okay. That was over an inning and two thirds. He he walked five, struck out three, <laughs> and allowed two runs. But a one hitter for three hundred and sixty million dollars. He threw a one oh, and he walked in a run. Wow. Holy whip. He, is this Garrett Cole or Cutter Crawford's line? My I was goodness. just going to say, Cutter <laughs> Crawford walked less, guys. Wait, so we have a Garrett Cole, but we're paying much one three six, like probably one seven twentieth of the price. One seven twentieth? Yeah. Cole gets like 360 million. And Cutter Crawford probably gets like five hundred grand. How so. did you do that math so fast? It's not that difficult of math. No, right. it's it's a it's one half over three sixty. So, yeah, I'm out on that. Anyways, whatever. Wouldn't it be three sixty over one half? That works too. That does work. Math. Yep. Yep. SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. And they make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. Plus, they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And guess what, folks? You can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. That's D-U-G-O-U-T. Good segue. Dugout. Dugout. Yes, sir. What were we talking about? We should talk about baseball. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the power rankings. Joey's power rankings thing. 
Did you ever get that oh up? Y- yes, Yankees at six, Red Sox nine. Yeah, thoughts? <laughs> Bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Am I invisible? Yes. You trying to say something, Alex? What'd you say? Cool. <laughs> I said we should talk about Pavetta, but... No, we're not uh, going to talk about him. I have one word. Garbage. He's, it's he, fine. He, he threw bad. That's we'll get about to that. it. We'll get to that. That's later in the show. Um, actually, we're going to do that now. Let's do that now. New segment. New segment alert, guys. Um, I didn't come up with an original name for this, but this is a segment from MLB Network's MLB Central called Worried or Whatever. If I was creative enough, I'd come up with a different name for it, so we're not just plagiarizing it. But I'll giving them credit. I'm citing my sources, so it's fine. So basically, we tell you about something that's happening, and we uh, tell you if we're worried or it's fine. So our first one, Nick Pavetta is currently 0-2 with a 9.39 ERA. He only lasted two innings in his last start, and his velocity is down significantly. Are we worried? Um, I was going to say no, because... Not worried. His, no, not worried. His velocity has dipped to where it was in 2020, but they were able to remedy that and get it up. So I think they'll be able to do something similar. It's probably some similar mechanical issue because it's exactly the same as it was in 2020. And he still wasn't even that bad in 2020. I think he's getting a little bit unlucky. So I'm not that worried. That's a good point. I I agree with that. I'm not worried quite yet just because uh, we have to remember it's April and there was an abbreviated spring training. So we're really not going to have an idea of what these pitchers look like until probably the second or third week of May. Um, with that being said, like, obviously there's some, there's some red flags around Pavetta, but I think it's too early to be worried just yet. I think I'm going to create a new category for myself because I'm not worried, but it's also not whatever. I'm going to say that I'm wary. Um, you know, the high ERA, not something I want to see. 0-2, not something I want to see. And as a former high school pitcher, Velo being down is not a big deal, honestly. You know, he's going to find that. Like, I remember our first our first couple of games against the Yankees, Aroldis Chapman came in the game, and his first few pitches were like 93-94. And then five pitches later, he was back to throwing 99-100. Like, Velo is something that comes. It's also small mechanical changes. It's something that he can find. I'm not super worried yet, but he's got he's to gotta find some way to get the ball past the bats because it's not working right now. See, that's the value of having Will on the episode. Um, he gives us that expert insight as a former player expert in high school. He's an um, ace. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I play collegiate club baseball. There we go. Yeah, um, I am mm, slightly worried, but not really. So there's a category for you. Um, I'm I'm worried because like yeah, he's looked pretty awful and his mechanics are off. Um, but I usually I'm slightly worried when velocity's down. But based off what Will just said, I'm no longer worried about that. I mean, he's working on his mechanics. His mechanics are off, and you're not gonna throw as hard when you're focusing on your mechanics. So that's not really too concerning to me. Um, it will, I will be worried if this continues, hopefully he figures it out soon. If he's still trying to figure out his mechanics, like weeks from now, then I'll be very worried. But again, shortened spring training, uh, early start of the season. So I'm not worried yet, but.
but I will definitely be keeping an eye on it because we kind of need him to be good because our rotation is not really great around him. Um, staying in the rotation here for our second uh, topic in worried or whatever, Nathan Evaldi has given up the most homers in the majors so far this season. Five as of today because he gave up one in today's start. Tonight. Right. Uh, after he didn't give up a homer for a while to start the season last season, like that was a big storyline. This season, not the case at all, giving up a lot of homers. Are we worried about Nathan Valdi being bit by the homer ball? I'm worried. Will's worried. I am worried. Um, Avaldi has always been a guy for us that's going to give us, you know, close to a three, potentially a sub three ERA. Right now it's sitting at 450, which, I mean, it's early, but giving up four home runs in your first three starts, or five home runs now, obviously not something you want to see. Um, his velo looks good. Like his, his stuff looks good. He's just missing spots. And if it, if it keeps up, he's just not going to fill in our ace position Then I don't know who's going to fill it in. So I, I am a little worried. I'm also worried. Um, you know, we were talking about it earlier, kind of how balls fly in the summer versus in, you know, April, especially up here in the Northeast, if they're flying, like they have been now, I'm a little concerned that they're going to continue need to fly obviously i don't know the mechanics as well as will might um <laughs> as to why the balls are flying um i don't know if he's like leaving stuff up in the zone or i i noticed the fur the yank during the yankees game he was hanging a lot of breaking balls but um i just like for me he's always been very hit or miss like obviously the last few years he's been very on point but i refer, i remember like there were stretches like before he signed his extension where i was like kind of questioning whether or not he was like, you know, going to be a, a number one or a two guy. Um, once again, I'm not going to say that I'm, uh, I'm worried, but I'm definitely a little, I would say anxious uh, regarding that. Like I, on the home runs that he's given up this year, especially with those, that Yankee series, he threw a couple just really flat splitters, flat sliders. They did nothing. Uh, part of that could be because of the cold weather. Maybe he didn't. He's not getting the proper grip. But um, I'm not worried because at the end of the day, like we can't expect Nathan Avaldi to be a sub three ERA guy all the time. Um, that's not what he was when we signed him. He's he's become that, and he's. I feel like once the weather gets warmer. Um, he starts to get looser. He gets in his groove. If he can find his rhythm, he, he'll be just fine. He will be an ace. But with Paxton and Sale coming back down the road, I think maybe once they come back, the pressure's off of him, and he can just do his thing without having to kind of take the take the load of being an ace. Because it, it is definitely tough. Because every time he goes out there right now, he's expected to pitch a gem, and the Sox are expected to win. So that could be part of it. Um, but the home runs are definitely a little concerning at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say I'm not worried. I think the, the high home run rate is just coming from some bad pitches being thrown, missing some spots, having some flat splitters like Joey said. Um, so I don't think that's going to stay. I think eventually he's going to find his groove and start making some better pitches, find his spots better. Another thing that's encouraging is he's not really giving up a whole lot of hits. Like it'd be another thing if he was just getting totally destroyed, giving up like double digit hits and a ton of uh, 
homers off those. But in his first start, he only gave up five hits over five innings, which isn't horrible. Four hits in his second start. Tonight he had seven hits, which isn't great, but only one earned run tonight. So I'm not too concerned. Another thing along with this is his strikeouts have been pretty solid. Six strikeouts in his past two starts, seven in his first start. So this kind of reminds me of Chris Sale, and I believe it was 2019, where he had like kind of an oddly high ERA because he was giving up a lot of homers, but he was still striking a lot of guys out. I think that's something that comes from... Um, it's a certain type of pitcher where when you're trying to get more strikeouts, I feel like you're also going to make some bolder pitches that could be hit out. So I think that could be a byproduct from him trying to get more strikeouts. Um, I don't know if that's a mental thing. Like he's like, oh, I'm the number one in this rotation. I need to be a strikeout guy. Uh, he's kind of been trending to be more of a strikeout guy lately in the past few seasons, which could come from people seeing him like this dude throws 100. Why isn't he striking guys out? You'd think he would like that was kind of a common thing around him so maybe he's trying to strike more guys out which leads to making some bolder pitches which leads to homers that could be why that's happening that's kind of what i think it is i'm not worried right now it's nathan Avaldi. he's a good pitcher i think again early in the season it's it's not really something that concerns me i mean a home run is just a run like he could be giving up the same amount of runs without any homers and it's the same same kind of uh result or same kind of effect so I'm not really worried about that right now. I will add that Evaldi's in a contract year right now. So um, based off of your point with the strikeouts, maybe maybe that has an effect. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Next up, uh, moving to the offense, Kike has struck out in 25.5% of at-bats. He's batting 163. Uh, these stats are before this game. But I don't think he has a hit today, does he? Oh, he does have a hit. He went one of course he has a hit. Two. So, yeah, that messes that stuff up. But still, I mean, he had that very slow start to the season. He has been striking out a lot. Are we worried about him striking out so much and going getting off to a slow start to the season? Not worried at all. Slow start to the season always happens. It's it's a discipline thing for him. He's got to stop swinging at pitches that are outside of the zone because that's the majority of the pitches that he's striking out on. Once he stops swinging at those pitches, he's going to draw more walks. Once he gets on base, the confidence is going to be up and he's going to start hitting again. I'm, I'm also not that worried, to be honest. I just, like, he's a professional. He'll figure it out. You know, we had a shortened spring training. You know, there's definitely the opportunity for him to short up. You know, maybe we move him, I don't say out of the leadoff role. I don't want to be, like, that severe. But, like, maybe we give him some – maybe we give Verdugo that spot for a little while and kind of just play around with the lineup like Cora has been. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I'm not worried either because if we remember Kike – started the season like over 18 over 19 whatever um and on when he was mic'd up on sunday night baseball he was even saying to himself i'm never going to get a hit so obviously he was in his head a little bit at that point and that can definitely account for a couple strikeouts and um i feel like kike needs to shrink shrink the strike zone a little bit i think he's getting a little antsy just because his batting average is low but um the past the past week or so, he's really looked good to me. He's, I think, leading the team in doubles now after such a slow start. So I don't, that's obviously I think a good thing. Like seven. So seven. Well, Kike is five. Yeah. So that's still pretty good for this point in the year. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. It's definitely something that comes with time. That's that's kind of been the theme of this episode, I feel like, or this yeah. segment at least. It, everything everything comes with time. Like we're ten games into the season, 
at the end of the like it's April 19th. I think we're going to be okay. I'm not worried at all. Baseball is a huge game of hot streaks and cold streaks. You never know when they're going to happen. They could happen whenever, and they could happen to start a season. And that's just what happens. What is happening to Kike, in my opinion. He's just starting the season with a cold streak. It's not going to last forever. I mean, when he started the season without a hit, you knew that he wasn't going to go the whole season without a hit. This isn't going to last forever. He's going to heat up just like you saw last season. He is going to be Kike Hernandez. It's going to happen eventually. And like you guys said, he just needs to shrink the strike zone, maybe take some more pitches, try to draw some more walks. And once he starts getting hot a little bit, things are going to start clicking and he'll just continue heating up. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that at all, especially because uh, the MLB as a league is striking out a lot more. That's just where the game is trending. People don't really care as much anymore. It's just part of the game. So I don't think strikeouts really carry as much weight as maybe they they would have a few years ago they're just kind of becoming more acceptable um red Sox front office people have said in the past on this podcast that they don't really care about strikeouts as long as you're swinging at good pitches making good swing decisions Uh, i wouldn't say kike hernandez has been doing that perfectly but the the strikeout numbers on a sheet don't really tell the whole story there so i'm not worried next Um, up live up uh, the Sox are opting to use Garrett Whitlock right now in an opportunity to get a save against the Blue Jays. Just an interesting bullpen. You know, you, you brought in Deegan for one out, and now you're bringing in Whitlock to try and close out the game. So I, I mean, do like facing, bullpen management. You're facing the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are the favorite to win the East. Every game against them matters. I, I think it's a great move. Put in your best this reliever. This is a great move. Yep. I hope it doesn't backfire on us after we game. said this. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a horrible move. What is Alex Cora doing? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> really? What are we doing here? Fire Cora. This Fire dude Cora, was a rule Cora. five draft pick. What are we doing? Yeah. The, who is this? Josh Rutledge? Like, come on. <laughs> um, let's make this one quick because I think this is, I don't know, whatever. Red Sox have zero stolen bases. Word or whatever. 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 That's really. I don't even really have much to say about that. So what? Not stealing bases. I mean, like who, the who only guy on the fast? team. Story. Story. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We don't need to be stealing bases. And a lot of stories hits have been extra bases. So, but like he hasn't really had that opportunity. So it's like I don't even think it's that big a deal. Like this team, like in its current form, like what it's been for the last three or four years, has never been a like high steals team ever since Mookie left we've been like not that aggressive in terms of stealing bases so I don't think it's that big a deal yeah it's not a big deal the game's moving away from it and I feel like like it's always good to steal a bag here and there when you need to manufacture a run but we haven't really been in position for that recently oh my god Bobby oh my god I totally just spoiled that <laughs> this is really fun because I don't have the game on, so all like yeah, neither my... <laughs> do I. I just I just oh well. Want to touch on something real quick? Uh oh, what is happening? Uh, Whitlock, someone get an update. Limping. He's what? He he Wait. did go down a little funny on his leg. What? Please be please stay in the game. Worried or whatever about that? I'm worried. 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 Big worried. worried. Yeah, uh, Dahlback made a diving stop at uh, first. He, he's smiling. 
So that's a good thing. Smiles are good. Smiles are good. Smiles are yeah, good. His, his his pant leg has a hole in it. Yeah, I think I I think he just kind of jammed his knee into the ground. He, he's staying in the game. Okay. Great. Beautiful. Um, All right. Want to touch um, on something real quick? Wait, 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 real quick. Red Sox have zero stolen bases. I'm yeah. worried, but like slightly. Like I'm not like I don't think worried is the correct term for it. I'm just I I want them to steal more bases. I'm not worried, but I want them to steal more bases. Yes, the game's trending away from that, but I still think it's a valuable part of the game. I don't think it's a problem for the Red Sox. I don't think it's really making a whole lot of impact because they're getting guys on base, but no one's driving them in. Stealing bases isn't going to change that, especially when these guys are usually in scoring position. They're already at third. They're already at second. So stealing a base isn't really going to happen. We're not going to steal home. We're not Wander Franco or Randy Rosarena, whoever that was, in the in the playoffs. Um. It's just is not part of the game, but it could still help your team because it is still it's like an aspect of the game. But we also don't have guys with speed. I'm not worried. I just want them to steal more bases because that's it's an aggressive mentality that I like. Alex. So one, we won the game. Two, it was solely because the man standing directly behind home plate took his shirt off and was doing this. You, you can't see me because you're probably audio listening, but he was shaking his <laughs> belly around and his arms, and it was just really funny. But the Red Sox did just beat the Blue Jays, so. Yeah, good win. Red Sox win, beat the Blue Jays 2-1 to one in game one. Big win for the Red Sox. Don't look now. The Red Sox are in first Six place. Six and five. Top of the AL East. Ooh. Uh-oh. Don't let them get hot. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Live, live, uh, update to the game there. Last one on the word or whatever. Um, Kevin Pulowiecki was placed on the COVID list. And then as of today, so was Christian Vasquez and Jonathan Arauz. Are we worried about this potential COVID breakout? Will is not worried about anything. Will is nice and chill. Laugh. Laugh all you want. They're, they're going to be back in like five to 10 days. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, They're going to be back in like five to ten days. I don't think there's going to be a big breakout. I mean, the majority of the whole team is vaccinated, right? Most, yeah. Except for Tanner Houck. And actually, yeah. Well, I'm not too concerned. I think everyone's going to be. I also, honestly, like if it had to happen to any position, like, Catcher is not the worst one it could have hit. Like that's the one I did. And, and Arrows. Yeah, yeah Arrows like catchers. Younger. Where's Shaw? Come on. No, I, I really do want to see Connor Wong and Ronaldo Hernandez. Uh, those are two guys that I want here. So I'm I'm happy. I'm, I don't want to say I'm happy with them getting COVID, but like the, that's a decent position for it to happen to. Hey, I mean, if a couple more guys go down, our boy Fitzy could could get his shot. Never know. Honestly, yeah, Loki is helping us now that I think about it. Yeah, like get some of these big leaguers off the team. Bring me the Woo Sox. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Bring me the Woo Sox. Yeah, so I'm the opposite of worried. I was originally going to say worried, but I actually I'm excited. That the Woo Sox are. Yeah, I'm excited. I am thrilled. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Garrett's not here, so we got no GJ questions, but we got uh, Willie Wonders. What are you wondering today, Willie? All right, I got a few wonders here. Uh, first off, what will the Red Sox do with the rotation at shortstop and second base? Wait, the rotation, comma, That's shortstop, comma. Rotation Three, at okay. shortstop and second base. Wait, now I'm confused. Wait, the rotation at? 
at shortstop and second base. So Xander plays short, story plays Xander plays second. short, story that's, plays second. That's how our team works, yeah. I don't understand that's the question. Yeah, it's going to work. All right, great. <laughs> All right, next question. Who will have the better overall season, Waka or Hill? Waka. Waka. Based Waka. on what we've seen so far. Based on what we've seen, Waka. You never know. Rich Hill could break out a little bit. I feel like Waka's got the more <laughs> yeah. breakout potential, and Rich Hill's kind of just like, yeah, you know what you're going to get from from old Rich. Mr. Hill. Yeah. Did you just say Rich Hill at age 42 is going to yeah. break out? He could. Hey, he no, has a history no, of breaking okay. out with the Sox. True. Here's the thing, though. Michael Waka isn't eligible for AARP, so that's the difference between those two there. Ah, uh, fair. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Old people can do stuff. Look at Tom Brady. Yep. Right. Rich Hill's young compared to Tom Brady. Look at that. Spring chicken. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next question. How do you guys like Maz as a broadcaster? I'm Love glad it. you asked this question. We were kind of talking about that a little bit in our group chat. Um, me and Joey both like him. I don't know about how, what you guys feel, but I like Jared Krabbe said, he adds a conversational aspect to the broadcast booth where they're talking about the game more than just describing what's happening. When you get the typical Dave O'Brien and a former player, they're talking about their what they're seeing out there. It's like, yeah, you got to protect when you got two strikes like that because of this. When you have Maz in the booth, you're talking about contracts. You're talking about um, different stories about players because you get that aspect from a former beat writer and someone who talks about the team on the radio. So you get almost like a podcast like this in the booth, which I think is pretty cool. I liked what I've, I've liked what I've heard so far. I really want to hear him with Eck or Uke. Yes. Just to see what that dynamics like, because I think it would just kind of be kind of hilarious. Cause it's, you know, those are two guys who are very high energy versus Maz. Who's kind of, you know, more of a negative Nancy comparatively so i think it would be entertaining sorry the one thing i will say about maz i do like him in the booth but i hate his voice yeah i I hate hearing i was uh, we were having that's um, just that's just conditioning that's just because you've been listening to him on talk radio since like you were like two or three and it always just makes me upset whenever i hear words come out of his mouth i was sitting at the dinner table for easter dinner um, we had the Red Sox game. We had a bunch of family over. We had the Red Sox game on, on three TVs, of course. And so we're eating Easter dinner. We got the broadcast going. I'm like, ah, nothing like having a nice piece of ham listen to Tony Maz talk about baseball. <laughs> can't oh, can't get better than that. <laughs> sure can't. You thought you escaped him. You thought you left your car and you He's escaped. everywhere. Cheering his voice. He's in my home no, on the holidays. He's, he's in he's my in, car he's, on the radio. He's, he's inside everywhere. The walls. <laughs> he's inside he the walls. All right. Next up, what's going on with Story batting? What's going? He he he's walks up to the plate and well. he holds the baseball bat and he swings at the pitches if he decides to. Sometimes he hits them. Sometimes he doesn't. That's he had baseball. Spring training at bats, and yep. he had food poisoning. He's just a little like under the weather. He'll be he, fine. Okay, he's been getting one, beat up. He's bouncing back. One, he fine. signed. He signed late in the spring training. Two, got eight spring training at bats. Three, had a child in the middle of spring <laughs> training. Four, got food poisoning like the second day of the season. And five, he's starting to hit now. So I think it's okay. 
dude has like right. a curse on him. That's insane. Not saying that having a kid is a bad thing and a curse. That kind of came out wrong there. Well. But congratulations to the story family. Um, <laughs> but he's just kind of been cursed. getting. He's been good, getting good. hit with everything. Jason, Great recovery, good, thank you. Yes. Good catch, yeah. <laughs> he's just been getting hit with everything, is what I mean. Everything's happening at once. It's like when you um. It's like when you have a kid and get food poisoning around the same time. <laughs> That's <laughs> you exactly know how it is. You know how it is. It's just. I've actually happens. experienced that a few times. It's not. I'm fun. sure you have. It's something every everyone experiences. The classic uh, oh. the kid and throw up. It's then food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Food poisoning, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually shout you know, out. That happened to my a good buddy of mine just recently. So shout out to the the dining hall at my school here for giving everyone food poisoning right before Easter break. Um, real, real classy move there. Raw chicken, man, it'll get you. They'll get you with that all the time. And shout I think I my, still shout think... out to my house chef for making Taco Tuesday tonight. That was rice and ground beef, and that was it. No tortillas, <laughs> no, no lettuce, no cheese. No, no. Just let me tell you beef. something. Let me tell you something here about Mexican food. All right, I go. I'm going out with my friend the other day to get some Mexican food, and we're like, "Where you want to go, Chipotle?" And we're like, "No, Chipotle's closed. We can't go there." So what do we do? We go to this place called Oscars. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's in like Boxborough. We go to this place, and it's like authentic, right? So you drive up to it. The parking lot is just a pile of mud. The building is a shack. You walk into the shack. You look to your right. There's a dude with a little laptop and a giant monitor sitting at one of the desks. Working through a Excel spreadsheet, he brought this monitor from home, put it down in the restaurant on the table, plugged everything in, is just doing his taxes or whatever there, and so that's in the corner on the right. You go up to the the um the desk, not the desk, the, the uh, register. No, the where with the, the, the place where they make your burrito thing, the counter. Thank counter. you. And the dude is behind the counter, and he's like, "What do you want? You want the beans?" And he's like, "Whoopchu, whoopchu, whoopchu," with the spatula thing. Just whoopchu. You want guacamole? Whoopchu. It was an incredible experience. How was the food? Was it good? It, phenomenal food. food. Amazing food. You know it's going to be phenomenal when you're walking into a shack and there's a dude named Jorge behind the counter and he's going <laughs> every with, time. The, with the sour cream. Yep. Every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. Every time. No time. Next, next question. You should have brought Joey. Joey is very helpful when it comes to speaking oh, Spanish. Oh, yeah. Spanish, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then Joey can help us Yo, in a couple questions. Fiesta. Um, but next question, and I'm going to answer this real quick. Yep. Why do we have Rich Hill? So basically, um, in the off season, we signed him to a contract mm -hmm. and every once in a while he comes out onto the baseball field and steps on that little hill, just like his last name. And he goes through some mechanics and he throws baseballs for us. He's from Milton, Mass. Hometown. Yes, he is. Yep. People are overreacting on Rich Hill. They're they're really overhating on this guy. He gave up two two run home runs. Like, yeah, and he he looked good against the Tigers in his first start. I will add the, that. Like the dude's not Rich Hill's Kershaw. not going to go let's, out and win a Cy Young, but like exactly, he's let's level our expectations here. But he's going to pitch and keep us in ball games. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to grunt doing it too. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we need him mic'd up on Sunday Night Baseball. He doesn't need a mic. You can hear it from the from the booth. <laughs> All right, is this pitching staff good enough to get us to the playoffs this no. year? Nope, 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 nope. Definitely not. Not the way it is. No. I think not. Not, not in the state yet. that it's in. Correct. Currently, add Chris Sale and James Paxton. 
Yes, within the organization, I think it's good enough. When you have Chris Sale and James Paxson back, hopefully you call up some guys from the Woo Sox, get them up there, get rid of some guys like Brazier and Davis and Cutter Crawford. Yeah, get Seabold up there. Winkowski, Brian Bayo, and these guys Brian that are Mata. good at baseball. Brian Mata. Yeah. yeah, get the prospects up there. Get the young guys up there. Get the Woo Sox up there. Let's go. Next question is where I'm going to have Joey come in. This question is from... Miguel Uribe, ah. and the question says, Iran o no por conforto? Un poquito, mi amigo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Conforto is Michael Conforto. No. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's basically asking, are we going to get Conforto or not? Yeah, we're and go for let me answer this in Spanish. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that Thank was a good you. time to bring up this thing that I want to bring up that was kind of mentioned earlier. JBJ is not horrible right now. He's actually been pretty, really good. <laughs> In his past seven games, um, which is since the start of the Tiger series, he's batting 300 with an 891 OPS, four doubles, four RBIs, five strikeouts to three walks, and a 160 nerd stat. WRC plus. plus. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's good job, good. Jackie. Good for him. Not bad. I'm going to segue that discussion into our next question here. Yes. Why is JBJ still here? Um, just press the rewind button. Press that little button that says back 15 seconds. Yeah, press go that back twice. A few yep. gap, go back a few times and you'll yep. figure it out. All right. Who's better? Ellis Burks or Maz? Oh, Maz. Ellis Burks is funny because like he's just chilling up there. He's just happy to be there. He's funny because he's kind of clueless at times. Like I remember a couple times last year, he his head was like completely in the clouds. He had no idea what he was talking about. Like yeah. I it's think like it was when you're in class and you get called on suddenly and you're like, Yeah, so yeah. that's um I mean, that's what you want right there when I mean when you're yeah. batting there in the in the fifth inning, that's what you're looking to do. That hit, yep. That's what you want to do. You want to hit. I love the ball. getting hits. You know, when I was a player, I used to I used to try to do that too. <laughs> Decently. I, no, that's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. Yep. That's the only answer. Decently. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got three questions left, and one of them we can probably skip. Um, next is Bogart staying, buddy. You're not asking the right podcast. We are not good at predicting things on this podcast. I mean, yeah, I said no. JBJ was going to win like the MVP a few years ago. We've said a lot of things <laughs> that just don't happen. He could have. I, I mean, um, <laughs> when I fall, when I start falling asleep in class, I write like pay devers to wake myself up so that I can focus on something. What I do actually every morning when I wake up, I open my window um, to the campus and I just scream pay Raphael Devers every morning. That's what I do. Someone's going to hear you eventually. Someone's got to hear me. Someone out there. You never know. I might be on campus. He could be. He could be hanging around the Woo. He could be over at Polar Park watching the Woo Sox, and he could hear me five miles away from my dorm room. You never know. (laughs) You never know. All right, so the next one I think we can skip because we kind of already talked about it, but it is should we be worried about Story's slow start? I don't don't think so, but want to hear your thoughts. Thoughts. Um, Food poisoning sucks, okay? The dude's not even that bad right now. Like no, slow really start isn't. is not really true. Slow start is a hot and take. And don't for and don't forget he's cursed with a child. I know. Yeah. He had an RBI today. 
He had a walk he today. Did. There we go. RBI double. Yeah. All right. And last question. Devers MVP season. Thoughts? I predicted it. I said it. I want it. I need Devers it. looking like it. It could happen. He's just getting it it better be, and better. It'll make it a lot more expensive, but sure. He's been taking hey. his Flintstones vitamins. I'm gonna make He's been great here. defensively. He has. He's um, been really good. Him and Bob. Real quick. Is Devers could win MVP, and he also couldn't win MVP. Ah, you're using the Joey strategy. It's going to be one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, what do you yes. mean? That's the use strategy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. He, he could or he could not. That's probably, it's going to be one of those probably. It's that reminds me of something that I saw on TikTok. Have you ever thought about how everything in the universe is either pizza or not pizza? Wow. Wow. Holy speaking smokes. of wow, speaking of wow, the Red Sox won today, and you know why they won today? Because it was a night game. They are undefeated in night games. This is my this yep. is my philosophy or theory or hypothesis, and it's just getting proven three. true by every what? One of the three. It's one of those words. I'm. It's one of those nights. You know, I just don't know what the words are for the this show. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they are undefeated in night games. Words is hard. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it, I guess. I will, I'm will. i going to the Red Sox game tomorrow. First game of the season that I'll be making it out to, so that'll be fun. Um, if they lose, I'll never go to a game again. So that'll be something to watch out for. Nick Pavetta's on the mound. Have fun. You may not be going to another game. I may not be. But we're also we're facing Jose Barrios, who is also awful. Also having a terrible year. Yeah. Well, right. hopefully he doesn't get back on track against us. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Um, but he probably will. He probably he will. could. All right. He's either going to throw a perfect game or not throw a perfect game tomorrow. That's for sure. You're right. Excellent take. That's to end not it on. for sure. Actually, what if first batter walks up, hits a line drive right off his shin, breaks his shin, and he leaves the game without actually recording it out? Still not a perfect game. He allowed game. a base runner. That's not a perfect game. Because a perfect game is 27 outs without allowing a base runner. So if he didn't do that, that's not a perfect game. But like right now, I'm not I'm not pitching a perfect game right now. No, 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 but okay, but like wow. Joey's not in midseason form yet. He's he's gonna he's gonna throw a pitch and be on the on the box score for this game, which means he's either throwing a perfect game a, or he's not throwing a perfect well, game. Well, he might not throw a pitch. Yeah, it could be. A, uh, what if he's what? warming but then he up? He still wouldn't be throwing a perfect game. But he he's, he's not throwing, throwing any. Also game. true. Joey's right here. What if it's like a James Paxton right. situation where thing. like a an a eagle comes flying down, but instead of it being nice, it just kind of just mangles up whoever. I don't even know which pitcher we're talking him. about anymore. <laughs> Listen, in the long run, he didn't throw a perfect game. He just got attacked by an eagle. But again, he didn't throw any game. But it's either a perfect game or not a perfect game. No, but like if you like if you get a walk, that doesn't count as an at bat. Yeah, but it think about what you said, like how everything in the universe is pizza or not pizza. But you can say that about anything. It doesn't have like, to be involved in a game for it to be a perfect game or not a perfect like game. Like everything in the what universe is, is either David's original sunflower seeds or not David's original sunflower seeds. Exactly. Uh-huh. So he's either throwing a perfect game or not throwing a perfect game. Which one do we yep. think he'll do? 
I'm going to go with not. I'll go with he'll throw a perfect game. There we go. <laughs> Bold take, Joey. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Can we um, cut this segment out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we just we can't go anywhere from here. So that's the episode no. for this week. We, we will see you next week. Uh, yeah. Alex Verdugo is good. Verdugo Red Sox. Verdugo Red Sox. And go Woo Sox. Woo! <laughs> Better um, than the Red Sox. Better, yep. Cord, Cord, Cordero, Franchi Cordero, go Woo Sox. Yeah. All right, Joey, go home. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs>